0: and it's a nationwide disaster preparedness network made up of Patriot-oriented radio operators. So, Amron phonetically, Mike, Mike, Romeo, Romeo, Oscar, November. This is a directed net, so please hold any traffic until that control station calls for it. Any emergency traffic may break in at any time.
1: Whether you're seasoned or new, this is the place for patriots, preppers, and partisans who understand the necessity of being able to receive and share information with others. When conventional communications are disrupted or compromised, grid up or grid down, this is Partisan Radio. Uh, Welcome to episode 46, or volume 46 rather, as we are approaching the nationwide readiness exercise T-Rex. Uh, The current AMCON level is AMCON 5. That is the lowest AMRON condition readiness level with no known imminent threats to our communications infrastructure. If you are a net control operator, be sure to announce the most current AMCON level in the preamble of your net script. However, T-Rex is coming up in just a week away. T-Rex of 2019, right now we're in the buildup phase, and uh, Monday, the 22nd, we'll begin the intensification phase. You'll start seeing alerts on your mobile app and on the T-Rex news page at amron.com, social media, and elsewhere. Now this year's exercise is based on a cyber attack scenario. We try to make our scenarios plausible. And realistic. And this was really inspired by, of course, several sources, but one in particular a book series called Cyber Armageddon by author Mark Goodwin. He is a Christian patriot author. He's done uh, an amazing job with several book series that we've all come to really know and love and can relate to. But I want to read to you from the description that we have over at Amron.com about this, this uh, very realistic and very plausible book series scenario. When a new breed of computer virus takes down America's financial network, chaos and violence erupt. Access to cash disappears and credit cards become worthless. Desperate consumers are left with no means to purchase food, fuel, and basic necessities. Society melts down instantly, and the threat of starvation brings out the absolute worst humanity has to offer. So, uh, by the way, if you don't have the T-Rex 2019 SOI, which is the companion to version 3, that is available through the mobile app and downloadable PDF, so you have it right in your hands on your Uh, mobile device, and then also from the website at amron.com. We'll come back to uh, all that in just a moment. Now, let's talk about uh, Mark Goodwin and The Rise of the Locust, a post-apocalyptic techno thriller. Uh, Book one, which was uh, released, and it's also on Kindle. That was titled Rise of the Locust. Now, I want to read a portion of the prologue. To kind of set the stage, because this is very real. In 2017, April 2017, a group known as the Shadow Brokers announced that they had obtained leaked hacking tools developed by the NSA and would be making them available to hackers worldwide. Let me stop briefly. These are from the headlines. If you recall, uh, just a couple of years ago, This is not fiction. This actually happened. It was in the headlines, and it wreaked havoc. And he describes here in his prologue the real-world effects of that. Two of the hijacked exploits were called Eternal Blue and Double Pulsar. These two programs were used by hackers to develop the WannaCry ransomware attack which targeted computers running Windows operating systems in May of 2017. WannaCry infected some 200,000 machines in 150 countries. The exploit wreaked havoc across the world, bringing down the national health services in England and Scotland. Nissan and Renault both had to cease manufacturing automobiles as a result of the attack, temporarily, of course. FedEx shipping was disrupted worldwide, as was Spain's telecommunications capabilities and Germany's transportation system. The virus disrupted the Russian Postal Service as well as several Russian banks, which helped to quell the rumors suggesting Russia's FSB had created the malicious code. But then again, what better way could a nation state put on a guise of innocence? Such is the nature of cyber attacks. A smoking gun rarely exists. At the end of the day, conjecture and finger pointing make poor substitutes for hard evidence. Before stepping down from her role as Homeland Security Director, Janet Napolitano warned that a cyber 9 11 was imminent. Former CIA Director James Woolsey has also been very vocal in issuing caveats about the likelihood of a massive cyber attack, the likes of which could bring down critical infrastructure such as the electrical grid, communications, water systems, as well as major banking institutions. Additionally, former director of national intelligence James Clapper warned that America faces a coming cyber Armageddon. The story in the book, that, the book series that Mark Goodwin wrote, uh, is fiction, but the threat is very real, and he advises plan accordingly. Now, personally, John Jacob Schmidt speaking, I think this is much more of a realistic and plausible scenario, a likely scenario than an EMP, because it's hard to hide an EMP uh, and say it wasn't me. I didn't do it uh, to the rest of the world. Uh, But a cyber attack can be just as destructive to meet the same ends and you can make it look like uh, you didn't do it, or you can even make it look like somebody else did it to put the onus on them. So uh, I think for that reason, from a strategic standpoint and uh, dealing with the, the, the geopolitical fallout, this is much more plausible than an EMP. And it places it in a higher likelihood. That does not mean an EMP is not possible or plausible, or even likely, I think it's less likely than a cyber attack if it could re- achieve the same ends without um, being a, the the blame being pinned specifically on a party. If you could hide it a little more, so uh, we have developed the scenario, and it coincidentally is matching up with the headlines that we that we are seeing. Uh, The first EMP commission put out a Nuclear EMP Attack Scenarios and Combined Armed Cyber Warfare PDF guide that you can download, and we strongly recommend that you do. It is written by Dr. Peter Vincent Pry, and uh, this was in July of 2017, produced discussing the Nuclear EMP Attack Scenarios and a Combined Arms Cyber Warfare Attack. Uh, by nation states. But in the news, MSNB, MSN.com, the U.S. escalates online attacks on Russia's power grid. This is headlines. Uh, we've had just in the last month strategic locations where power, power outages have taken place oftentimes it's uh, the cause is unknown or what the public is fed is that it was just a, a manhole cover exploded or something innocuous but uh, and and some of it may be but there are so many of these incidences happening with such an increased frequency um, it's uh, it's plausible that we might not be uh, told the truth as far as the cause of some of these power outages, especially in light of the known threat the, of the, uh, from the cyber, uh, the cyber attacks. Manhattan last week uh, experienced widespread power outages, as well as uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, from Alerts USA, we received several reports uh, in uh, the Northeast and Southeast Washington, D.C., with causes unknown. And right now we're monitoring two fires in Wisconsin. As I'm recording this, new reports coming out that uh, there are two fires at the uh, electrical power plant in Madison, Wisconsin. Of course, people are saying, well, it's because so many people are turning on the air conditioning. But I'm I'm just, uh, I'm slightly skeptical because The uh, people we have hot weather every year, and people turn on their air conditionings every year. Conditioners every year, and we don't have substations bursting into flames over it. So, uh, and then of course, you know, if this was just an isolated incident, it'd be one thing. But then we have so many things involving our power grid and the the safety uh, control systems um, being targeted by these viruses that we're just talking about last week. Also. Um, also in light of all these coincidences, all of these isolated incidences, they're all unrelated and all isolated incidences, but there's a whole bunch of them. ZDnet.com reported that Galileo, the United European Union's global navigation satellite system had been down for four days since July 11th following a mysterious outage. All Galileo satellites are still non-operational at the time of this writing, and this was on the 14th of July. According to a service status page, 24 of the 26 Galileo satellites are listed as not usable, while the other two are listed, listing a status of testing, which also means they're not ready for real-world usage. The European GNSS agency, the organization in charge of Galileo, has not published any information in regards to the root of the outage, which began on Thursday, July 11th. This is real-world news. This is not exercise uh, material. This is not training exercise scenario-based information. These are actually in the headlines. On that day, the GSA published an advisory on its website alerting companies and government agencies employing the Galileo system that satellite signals have degraded and they may not be available nor meet the minimum performance levels. So uh, what was interesting also at that time is that uh, the downtime also comes after widespread GPS outages were reported across Israel, Iran, Iraq, and Syria. At the end of June, Israel media blamed the downtime on Russian interference rather than a technical problem. So, uh, anyway, that is what we're basing. Uh, I guess that lays the foundation for the uh, the plausibility for this year's scenario. Now, normally, T-Rex is what we consider the test—a chance to put the test put to the test. Um, Normally, you train what you've been practicing with in terms of skills, software, TTPs, equipment, etc. And there is a difference between practicing and training. Most scheduled nets are simply practice nets. You're practicing getting on the air, practicing with your equipment and the new tools and software and antenna configurations. You practice talking on the radio and getting comfortable with it. You practice sending and receiving digital mode traffic. Training is when you apply everything you've been practicing with previously in a way that you might use it in a real-world emergency. This is training. Granted, we need to have more frequent, smaller-scale training, and we will, especially as we go into 2020. But right now, let's focus on this year's T-Rex. We have identified newer procedures, what we call best practices, and new software, which has made us more effective and efficient on the air, but until now, much of what has, much of what we use, the evolved has evolved uh, in our best practices. It falls outside of our foundational guidance, the Amron SOI or Signals Operating Instructions. You'll see those changes reflected in the new T-Rex. 2019 SOI, meant to be a companion to version 3, which is the current release. So while T-Rex is normally a training exercise, this year it will be both a practice and a training exercise because many of the TTPs and tools that we now have have not been combined together in a simulated real-world training environment. Now, one of those TTPs is the concept of initial reporting, In the form of stat reps, and especially abbreviated stat reps over programs such as JSA Call or FSQ. We've added the Amron Intelligence Brief for delivery of condensed reports of significant developments or news or information just the spring of this year. So in this episode of Partisan Radio, we're going to focus on the, the duty of reporting your initial status at the onset of an event with examples of voice and digital stat rep reporting. Uh, The digital modes will include the text version of the stat rep format. The same stat rep will be sent using the Amron custom FL message stat rep form. And then again, it will be sent, the same stat rep will be sent uh, over FL message or the uh, correction. The same stat rep will be sent using the FL message K2S file and the TXT file version of the same SITREP with using FLAMP, F-L-A-M-P. That's the forward error correcting software that you should have downloaded by now. And by the way, you can quickly get up to speed if digital mode communications is new to you by going to amron.com and typing in digital in the search box. So as far as training, the exercise... During the exercise or even a real world event, uh, everyone wants to know what's happening or what just happened. Now, the net control stations or signals and signal centers are going to be those radio operators that people are turning to to find out what just happened and what's happening and if they can get more information. So, The NCSs and the SIGSENs should generate an IES or an initial event summary, essentially a report saying this is what we know so far. Now, don't expect a ton of information up front or information that you don't know. The NCSs are there to receive and direct traffic. So their initial report may be information most of the rest of the radio operators on the net already know who've been paying attention to news and things leading up to the event. That's when the information gathering process begins. All radio operators are sensors. You all have eyes and ears. And when you see and hear something that's noteworthy, you're expected to report it. Now, you may think that you don't have anything to report at the onset of an event. But especially in the initial stages, you do have something to report. Your status. Hearing from you lets us know who has a heartbeat. So let's talk about the stat rep or the... Uh Oh, when do you send a stat rep or a sit rep? I'll be covering that in uh, Monday's uh, Partisan Radio, the difference between the two. We'll talk about a stat rep. A stat rep is a snapshot or a puzzle piece. The more of the puzzle pieces we can put together, the more accurately we can develop a sense of the size and scope and the effects of an event. This helps us all understand just what we're up against and how big it is. It also helps community leaders make informed decisions as they begin taking on the task of logistics, aid and relief, security, etc. So stat reps and sit reps are very important. But at the onset, you need to send a stat rep. Now, after sending your stat rep or status report, you can simply send follow-up reports if your status has changed significantly. Otherwise, you want to try to leave the airways open for traffic. Some local nets may check in with each other more often, such as daily or even hourly or twice a day with a morning and evening check-in just to determine who still has their comms up, if nothing else. And that's for you to decide at your local level. A stat rep is a report of what is happening at your location. It doesn't mean if a train derails, that's not a status report. That would be a situation report. The situation is happening. The status is just what is happening right where you are. Is your power on? Do you have water? Um, Do you have a medical in your community? What's happening right there at your home, at your location where you're operating? During uh, T-Rex or any training exercise, you should report your status at your location, the status as it is at your location to reflect what you've seen and heard announced as it relates to the exercise. If you hear of reports of intermittent communications or power disruptions, you might report that one or the other services is unavailable at your location. If you hear that uh, it are completely grid down, well, we'll get to that in just a moment. But, for example, once once the grid does go down and we're in that portion of the exercise, which is begins Friday, July 26th at 1900 Zulu or noon Pacific or 1500 hours on the East Coast, everyone should simulate that they are without commercial services and the reports should reflect that. If there are any exceptions or deviations from that, it should only involve stations identified prior to the exercise who the T-Rex planning teams pre-coordinated with. Now, there are two ways you can send in a stat rep. There's a full stat rep or an abbreviated stat rep. If you refer to your T-Rex 2019 SOI, available through the Amron mobile app or on the website at amron.com, You'll see in section 6.3, or page 18, is where the stat rep portion begins, and that's where the stat rep is explained. So the full stat rep is a 19-line report. The abbreviated stat rep is nine lines. So which one is used depends on a few variables. If you can, it's naturally better to get a full stat rep out. It contains more information about what's happening. But if the net control is dealing with a, a very high volume of operators checking in, or if you're using a, uh, a weak signal mode like JS8 that takes a long time to transmit uh, information, you may want to call for, ask for, the net control will probably call for abbreviated stat rep so he can quickly make it an assessment and get the snapshot picture of the size and scope of the event and find out who has power, who doesn't, who has water, who doesn't, who has whose cell phones and, and uh, telecommunications are down and who's are working. So uh, now I want to take you to uh Amron core has uh, what we call the Zenet. It is a walkie talkie app uh, that uh, is for Amron core operators. And we stake Connected and communicate regularly on a daily basis, sharing information, news, intelligence, and also helping mentor one another uh, with uh, com- uh, radio configuration, software configuration issues, and just generally coordinating with each other. Now, uh, every every uh, other Wednesday, there is a, a what's called a ZNet breakout channel voice net. It is a practice net, and it's treated except FCC call signs are not used. The Amaron code names are used in lieu of FCC call signs because this is not going over amateur radio. It's on a walkie-talkie app. It is for Amaron core operators to practice conducting, checking into a voice net so people that are new can understand what proper radio procedure sounds like. So uh, running a proper voice net is modeled for them. Well, in the most recent... Uh, net on uh, the breakout channel ZNet, which is a voice net, uh, they uh, practiced sending in abbreviated stat reps as called for by net control. So, I took a portion of that audio, I'm going to play for you about seven and a half minutes so you can hear an example of what a net might sound like on a voice net where net control is asking for and uh, the operators are responding to calls for. An abbreviated stat rep. So uh, I'll go ahead and play that for you right now.
2: CQ, 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 AMRON. CQ, 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 AMRON. This is Romeo Hotel 14, and I will be your net control station for this ZNET. This net meets the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 1 Zulu. AMRON stands for the American Readout Radio Operators Network and is a nationwide disaster preparedness network made up of Patriot-oriented radio operators. This is a directed net, so please hold any traffic until net control station calls for it. Any emergency traffic may break in at any time. Is there any priority traffic at this time? Please call net control. With no traffic heard, do I have an alternate net control station on frequency? Uh, Please call net control.
1: Let me just break in here uh, momentarily. And net control is supposed to act for ask for an alternate net control uh, for two reasons. One, that alternate net control should be able to primarily, he's there to step in in case something happens to the primary net control station. He could have uh, issues with his radio, his antenna could fall over, and he, who knows, he might have a personal emergency, he might have to run away from the net. So there's somebody who's designated to step in right away and take over the net, if uh, the the primary net control operator is not able to do so. He's also taking notes and everything just like net control is so that he can fulfill that role. And uh, the second reason also is for a net or anybody really can relay in traffic that might not be able to reach net control, that uh, he can also fulfill that role or ask for relays for the uh, primary net control station operator. Okay, I'll let you, uh, I'll return you back to uh, this voice net. Delta Lima 1-1, one, one. will act as alternate.
2: Uh, net control copies. Thank you, Delta Lima 1-1. One, one. Welcome aboard. We'll now begin the check-ins. Please clearly provide your call sign, your state. After NCS collects several check-ins, I will acknowledge each and request an abbreviated stat draft if available and any traffic each may have check-ins please call net control or RH14 now
0: this is Romeo Mike 08 in West Virginia I have two pieces of traffic for the net one routine actually both routine back to net control this is Kilo Oscar 02 in Kansas no traffic.
2: This is Delta Whiskey 13, mobile in Tennessee, with abbreviated stat rep.
0: This is Golf Tango 08 in Missouri, I have no traffic.
2: This is Recon Prepper, located in Georgia, and thank you for filling in for uh, Delta Whiskey, Romeo Hotel. This is Sierra Delta 16. I'm from Georgia. I have an abbreviated stat rep when you're ready, and I am mobile. Romeo, Foxtrot Five Mahoma, uh, no traffic. This is Net Control. In keeping with tonight's exercise, I'll give my stat rep, which is Alpha, Georgia, Home, Y, 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 Y. Net control has no additional traffic. Romeo Mike 08 in West Virginia. This net can please come with your stat rep and traffic.
0: Roger that. I'll begin with my stat rep. It is condition alpha, state Whiskey Victor, location home. All fields are Yankee. That would be Yankee, 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 Yankee. Break. I will begin with uh, my first piece of traffic. Exercise, exercise, exercise. The following traffic is related to the upcoming T-Rex exercise, and it's exercise traffic only and not real-world traffic. Break. The following as sent by National Amron National Headquarters to all Amron operators and is as follows. Break. Twenty nineteen oh seven one six dash two zero 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 Zulu routine. Break. Text follows. Early Monday morning, comma, July 15, officials from the Department of Homeland Security issue a public warning break to public and commercial internet users urging increased vigilance for possible cyber intrusion. Into commercially produced cyber controllers or programmable logic controllers. PLCs, Papa Lima Charlie's, and internet servers, period. Break. All commercial and public internet users are advised to review the following document, colon. Break. The following is a web link hypertext. Hotel Tango Tango Papa Sierra colon forward slash forward slash India Charlie Sierra dash Charlie Echo Romeo Tango period. Uniform Sierra dash Charlie, Echo, Romeo, Tango, period. Golf, Oscar, Victor, forward slash. Charlie, Oscar, November, Tango, Echo, November, Tango, forward slash. Oscar, Victor, Echo, Romeo, Victor, India, Echo, Whiskey, dash. Charlie, Yankee. Bravo. Echo. Romeo. Dash. Victor. Uniform. Lima. November. Echo. Romeo. Alpha. Bravo. India. Lima. India. Tango. India. Echo. Sierra. Break. I will read that hypertext as follows. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash ICS dash CERT period US dash CERT period gov forward slash content forward slash overview dash cyber dash vulnerabilities. All Amron core operators are urged to review that document in advance of T-Rex. Break. Does anyone need a repeat on that message traffic? Please come now. Hearing none, I'll return the net to Romeo Hotel 12. This is Romeo Mike 08, standing by.
2: Romeo Mike 08, Net Control. Thank you, sir.
1: Okay, so uh, that's just a, about a seven-and-a-half-minute sample of – and actually about a 38-minute net that took place. So I just wanted to hear what it sounded like, a snapshot there of uh, a portion of that net. So You can hear um, how net control sounds and how, how the folks are, are reporting in the abbreviated stat rep when they're, when they're called for. And uh, just follow the instructions in net control. They may call for a full sit rep or sit reps, stat reps. Um, or abbreviated stat reps, so be ready. Now, the next portion here is uh, the digital mode reporting. So this first one is going to be FL Digi, uh, which is free software. Everybody's got it downloaded. And you can just use an audio patch cable going into your laptop from a, from a speaker uh, and uh, decode it. So this is plain text. There is a format that we use, the 19-line format. Stat rep that you can just report in line by line. Line five, line six says this, line seven says that, and go right down the line and give a report. You could also type it up in a text document uh, with lines one through 19 so it's all ready to go. So you can, and you should have your stat reps prepared prior to the net. Don't try to figure it out and make it up as you're going during the net and take up uh, airtime doing that. Have your net, have your any traffic prepared prior to sending it to the net. But in this case, I made up a stat rep, uh, located in Freetown, Jefferson County, the state of Liberty. And I'm going to provide my stat rep for what's going on here. Grids up, powers up, everything's fine. So, uh, This is just a text document that I created to keep on my desktop, so if somebody calls for it over the air, I quickly can refer to it line by line and give them a report. Now in this case, uh, all my friends around me are operating on digital modes, and so I can send it digitally. So I paste this into the transmit field of my FL Digi program, and I hit go. So I'm going to transmit. And that's what you're hearing now. For those of you who are listening, you can actually decode this because this is audio driven, uh, whether it's going over the air or over the Internet. Uh, you can you can play this back. You can record it onto a thumb drive and hand it to somebody and they can decode the message on their end with FL Digi software. And uh, we've covered that in previous episodes of Partisan Radio. So this is uh, what a stat rep sounds like. And before I go any further, this is extremely annoying to the the uninitiated. To a, a skilled communicator, a radio operator who uses digital modes, this is music to your ears. When you hear this coming over the air you have a good signal, and you have comms between each other. So you can always turn the volume down. You can uh, ask those who might not have an appreciation for this to leave the room, or you can put in your earbuds. But uh, this is a FL Digi Stat Rep. And that's at the end of the report, just a plain text pasted into FL Digi and sent over the air. Now, there's a couple of different ways that we can send them. We also have, a uh, for your convenience, we've created a custom form to go into your custom form folder in FL Message. So the next thing that I'm going to send to you is the stat rep, the full stat rep, uh, in the FL Message format. So if you have FL message and the forms imported into your custom folder, which of course those forms are available for download from the forms tab at amron.com, you can drop those into your NBEMS folder. Just follow the instructions on digital communications. They'll walk you through that that whole process at uh, amron.com. So once again, I'm going to send an MFSK32, which is the most common mode the Amron operators will use to send digital traffic uh, because it is much faster than Contestia. Uh, but uh, you can send images and files and text using MFSK32, which is also reflected in the T-Rex version of the SOI. So this is an FL message form sent using the exact same mode uh, through FLDIGI uh, out of your FL message program. Stand by. Okay, the next thing I'm going to do is send the exact same stat rep, but only I'm, I'm going to use the program FLAMP, F-L-A-M-P. It works with Digi. You have to open Digi first and then open FLAMP, and FLAMP will attach itself to your Digi program. So I can copy, instead of just sending the text, I can actually take this TXT document, just like you'd produce using WordPad or Notepad or gedit. Uh, and uh, I saved that on my desktop. So now I can just drag and drop this, this document, this text file, into my FL Digi program where it's all ready to go. And it is also set at MFSK32 mode. And this is forward error correction. You should see little blocks fill. As, as this decodes, little blo- blue blocks will fill in uh, on your receive tab. Uh, you'll see blue blocks fill in from left to right. They look like little chicklets uh, as they drop in. If you, for some reason, do not get the exact precise um, uh, information in one of those blocks, it will show that it's blank. So you can always request that they send you the blocks that you're missing. And the beauty of FLAMP over the air is that if you're missing a portion of a message, you don't have to have the sender send the entire message you can have them send simply the block that you're missing. It really saves on airtime. And this is also forward error correcting. So you know you have a precise copy of what the sender is sending. Everything is in its place. Uh, your uppercase, lowercase, your punctuation, the number of spaces, everything is precisely as the sender sent it. And this is really important when your information has to be 100% absolutely correct. You cannot afford to have one single error uh, such as, for example, if you're sending grid coordinates uh, for a rescue team, they cannot have one number off, can send them off by uh, 100 miles. So um, anyway, that's, that's what we use this when we, we need uh, error-free communications sent over the air. And this is the text document going out right now. And that is the TXT or text document that was sent out, the actual file itself, not just the contents within it, the text within it, but the, the whole file. And I'm going to do the same thing with that uh, that custom stat rep that was saved in FL message. That's saved anytime you save a custom form in FL message. It's saved in your NBEMS folder under your ICS folder in your messages folder and uh, it's saved as a K2S file. It'll have a file extension of .k2s. So I can drag that, that, folder, that file from the NBEMS ICS messages folder uh, into my FLAMP. And I can send that as a K2S file, which on, the, on your end, you can use FL message to open up that K2S file and read it. And it's uh, error-free transmission of that that uh, file. So uh, I'm going to send that right now. Stand by. And this is the last one that we have for uh, this episode. And I'm also going to compress it. So if you are using FL Digi to uh, to read this, uh, when I send it compressed, it will not read out. It will look like gibberish uh, to on your FL Digi readout screen. But if you have FLAMP, it will uh, receive that file so you can open it. So it would not be readable to the average person just using FL Digi uh, to read this, uh, the contents of this message as it's going out over the airwaves. All right, stand by. This is FL AMP being used to send the K2S custom stat wrap form. There you have it. So now you have example, examples of a stat rep being sent, uh, the abbreviated stat rep sent over voice. And you have a full stat rep that was sent using FL Digi in plain text right out in the open. Also used uh, readable in the open, but uh, might look a, a little uh, out of um, format if you're just reading the plain text of the uh, FL message version, but if you have FL message downloaded, you should be able to open it up in the custom form once you download the custom forms. I know it sounds like a lot, but just eat the elephant one bite at a time. Start with just downloading FL Digi to get started. Start getting comfortable with that and then move on to the next download uh, FL message And FLAMP, and begin playing with those, and reading those uh, the the documentation that we have at Amaron.com by uh, those multiple postings with uh, visual aids and and things to help you get on your way. So if you're self motivated, you'll be ready by T-Rex. Even if you aren't right now, you can be ready by T-Rex in just a week. We've had many people do it in the past. So then you also had the example of that uh, stat rep being sent. Uh, The files being sent, not the plain text, but the actual TXT document file and also the K2S file being sent over FLAMP. All right. Now, the next episode of Partisan Radio will be Monday, July 22nd for a follow up titled Partisan Radio T-Rex 2019 Part 2. I want to invite your questions that you have about the exercise. Uh, A lot of them will probably be answered. If they weren't answered today, they'll be answered next Monday. But still, I'd like to uh, solicit your questions about uh, T-Rex or communications in general. And if we can slide it in, we'll try to get those questions answered. And that'll help better prepare you for t-rex 2019 with more tips tricks and advice for participating in this year's exercise and that's all i've got guys you have a great uh, rest of the week uh, good luck and godspeed getting all your comms gear together and everything set up and ready to go for the exercise and that's all i have this is john jacob schmidt 73 out
2: as ready trained communicators right up to the present time Radio hams have been busy every single minute. The ever-increasing group of radio amateurs who have equipped themselves at their own expense with two-way radio sets by amateurs who saw their opportunity to render a public service and paid off for Americans in trouble.